what's goody it's your boy donnie ray and we back in this bitch for something new but not really too new in this bitch for our album review um usually we do it on the after show and we still gonna do that me and chris but me and chris also gonna have our own little separate shit where he review an album my review album shit like that just uh different shit we just do on our own just so we have more content uh, just different shit me and him in a different shit so we might review some shit that I would normally listen to. I might review some shit that he would normally listen to. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it'd just be good shit. Like I said, more content. Make sure you follow us. Let us know what you think. Follow me on fucking Twitter at Black on Black, B-L-A-C-K on B-L-A-C-C. Follow that nigga Chris at Topher Stetzel, T-O-P-H-E-R-S-T-E-T-Z-E-L. Yes, sir. So uh, go ahead, jump into this bitch. First fucking album that I'm going to review is Danny Brown's you know what I'm saying so it's his uh fifth album and I fucked with his first I got I think it was his first I don't even know the triple x album I thought it was his first studio album but shit not a scene he's got five I don't even know because I fucked with his triple x album and then his album I thought was after that was old I didn't really fuck with that at the time and then atrocity exhibition after that I didn't really fuck with that at the time so to me, I thought he only this would be his fourth studio album, but I guess he had something else somewhere in between there. So uh, I don't really know. But like I said, this is his fifth studio album. You know what I'm saying? It had three singles off of it. Dirty Laundry, uh, Best Life, and apparently the Three Tears was a um, single off of it. So, I mean, uh, just initially... Like, I went into this not really expecting too much. Because, like I said, I fucked with Danny's first album or whatever number album it was. But then the two after that, the old and Atrocity Exhibition, at the time, I didn't really fuck with it. But now that I listen to this album and I actually fuck with this album, I'm going to go back and check check out those albums. Just make sure I wasn't asleep on them. But, like I said, fifth studio album. Uh, initially, I didn't go into it expecting too much. But it turned out to be a pretty good album. So, like, the first song, uh, Change Up, I thought it was a great intro track. You know, it was just, I felt like it was showing the direction of the album. And initially, I went, like I said, I went to and I expected too much. And I didn't know if there's going to be, like, a theme to this album. And I feel like after listening to it, like, the whole theme of it is just, like, uh, since it's called You Know What I'm Saying, I feel like it's kind of just, like, random thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like... Just different, uh, like different type songs. Just like I said, random thoughts or just like directions or just like what he's saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know what I'm saying? Just like random. It's not like a, telling a story or anything, but it's just like random thoughts, random songs put together. But it kind of it has a major theme of just like randomness of random thoughts. You know where I'm coming from type shit, but it doesn't have like a theme, like a direction, a story type shit. So like I said, first track, change up thought it was a great intro track i felt like it was showing the direction of the album uh gave it showing like has like a kind of like a serious tone to it he was spitting some real shit on there because like i feel like uh most like well i know the triple x album kind of had like a serious tone but it had like a more darker tone this was a more of a serious but light tone if that makes sense um like i said it felt like he spent some real shit and then that went into the second song uh called theme song and i really fucked with this beat uh you know i felt like he was just 
obviously it was if you listen to the song it's a theme song for bitch ass niggas so he just wrote like a theme song for bitch ass niggas and like i said the album not really having like a major theme like direction but it's just like random thoughts change up uh the change of song he was talking about how he's not gonna change up talking about how he's remaining the same like obviously you know this title of the song theme song is kind of just random is random talking about how he thinks niggas in the rap game are bitch ass niggas he was rapping about that he gave like uh examples type shit in that and then the next song the third song was dirty laundry that was one of the singles off the album and uh this had that Danny Brown sound that I was accustomed to, uh, with his like uh, his flow. Like he always has that uh, weird flow usually, and like just different shit. Like his like his. Uh, I was listening to an interview with him on uh, with Bomani Jones, and he was just talking about how he always used to try to find a different pocket on the uh, beat that most rappers like. You know, most rappers ride the beat where you think they're gonna ride it type shit he said he would always try to find like a different flow different pocket and that's the type of Danny Brown sound that I'm accustomed to and that's why I really felt like he brought out on this single and uh the first two verses I felt like he was just rapping but on the third verse I felt like he kind of brought it together like what the song was talking about and he's talking about uh like getting head and he's talking about uh he ended up seeing the chick uh in the morning when he was doing laundry at the laundromat. So like I said, the first couple of verses, he was kind of just rapping, showcasing his flow type shit, but he brought it back together on the third verse, uh, which gave it some meaning to actually why he uh, titled the song Dirty Laundry. So then that went into the next song, Three Tears, which is apparently the third single off this album. And uh, it was just, uh, had Run the Jewels on it. If you know, that's uh, Killer Mike and LP. And this song kind of had that uh, MF Doom type feel to it with the uh, lyrics and just the beat type shit. And uh, like I said, it wasn't, this is not a song that was really about anything. I felt like it was just them showcasing their lyrics and flows, which is kind of an MF Doomish type thing. Like, not saying that MF Doom doesn't have songs about, that have meaning behind them, but I feel like a lot of the times they're just rapping, rhyming, flowing type shit where it's not really mattering what they're saying not really having a, a major theme of the song i feel like that's what they were doing i feel like uh killer mike his uh verse he had more of a like a political uh theme behind it he was kind of rapping about some more shit than uh danny brown and lp were rapping about they were kind of just rhyming and i feel like killer mike kind of had a theme behind it he was uh i don't really remember the exact bars but he just had some political bars behind him and um but like I said, I feel like it was just a, a song where they're just spitting. It was a good song, though. Uh, I fucked with the beat. And then the next song, Belly of the Beast, and this was a, a classic Danny Brown track to me. It had that classic Danny Brown feel. Like I said, it's um, different flows, unique flows, you know what I'm saying? And I guess apparently the first verse that he spit on there, he spit in 2013 on Tim Westwood. And uh, I, like I said, I was... Watching this, uh, I mean, listening to this podcast, but Monty Jones podcast, and he had Danny Brown on there, and he was talking to him about how like some of these songs on this album are, like three to five years old. So this is probably one of the songs, obviously one of the songs that was older. He put that verse on there, and that also shows that all these freestyles at these radio stations and shit, people always think they freestyle. Sometimes they're not freestyles; they're just writings that they memorize. And I don't have a problem with that because. I can't fucking freestyle, but I feel like I can fucking write. But um, anything, anyway, um, so like I said, I didn't feel like this song was really about anything. I felt like it was kind of just showcasing his um, weird flows and his, like like I said, those different pockets that he finds on the beat. 
and uh, Belly of the Beast, like when you first hear that, I kind of thought it was like a, uh, it'd be like a darker feel, but it has more like a weird feel. Kind of gave me like a Beatles feel to it. Like, uh, uh, what's that one? Uh, Beatles album, Sgt. Peppers or something. I remember I used to, had to listen to that shit like uh, uh, middle school and shit. And I, it kind of had like that Sgt. Peppers vibe to it. Beatles vibe. Uh, so the next song was called Savage Nomad, and I really fucked with this beat. It had a fucking crazy guitar sample on it, you know, and then um, I guess it, it felt like another song where he was just spitting, but he also had references to, like, living in boarded houses and going through rage and shit, and that was a reference uh, to, the, I guess there was a gang in uh, South Africa called the Savage Nomads, and that was just... Uh, uh, reference to that and I also felt like it was a, a reference like he could be calling himself a savage nomad because if you know about Danny Brown and just like how he grew up he said he just grew up in Detroit like he grew up from place to place like with his like mom and shit and just the hood and shit you know his uh, parents and shit and I just felt like he could be saying like he was a savage nomad like he grew up house to house like he wasn't in one place too long and I just felt like he could be saying like he's a savage savage nomad uh, so the next song after that was Best Life, and I fucked with this beat, had like a vibey, funky beat, and I just felt like he was rapping about uh, growing up in the hood, how he was still trying to live his best life, you know, making the best of what he had, but he also wanted more, and it was just like a real straightforward song, this was also one of the singles off the uh, album, and I just, I fucked with this song, it had a good vibe to it, it was one of his more, uh, meaningful songs to it and like i said like the whole theme behind this album is just like a bunch of like random thoughts random places he's coming from and like i just this just shows it you know savage nomad belly of the beast dirty laundry they all like they don't have a like central theme but it all goes with the theme of just random places of where he's coming from you know what i'm saying type shit so the next uh next song was actually called you know what i'm saying so uh this like beat Reminded me like an old Tyler the Creator type beat or a Jet Age of Tomorrow type beat, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I felt like it was just Danny like talking to the listener, you know what I'm saying? He was kind of like teaching, but kind of just like saying shit you could relate to. Like bars, he was like, you know what I'm saying? Like he was just uh, like saying shit. I don't really remember exact bars. I, I guess I should have wrote some down, could have wrote some down. But he was just like saying shit that you could relate to. And he was like, you know what I'm saying? He was kind of like, like I said, kind of teaching, kind of just saying things that you could relate to, uh, kind of just saying a bunch of things, you know what I'm saying? So um, next song was called Negro Spiritual. And I felt like this song had like a nerve feel, you know what I'm saying? And um had a nerve feel. I feel like it, it sounded like uh, Pharrell was on the hook, but I guess it was some nigga. I, I don't know if it's a group. I guess I should have done more research, but I think it's like a group called JPEG Mafia, and uh, that nigga was on there, and he was on the hook, or they was on the... It was one nigga, but I don't know if it's a group. I guess they made the beat too, but like I said, it had like a nerve feel to it, and it like sounded like Pharrell was on the hook, but this is just another song where I felt like Danny was just spitting, showcasing his flows, his bars. But I actually fucked with it, and I really fucked with the beat. Like I said, I really fucked with Nerd Pharrell. So it gave me that type of vibe to it, so I really fucked with it. 
Uh, next song was called Shine, and I felt like this was one of the most meaningful, if not the most meaningful song on the album. You know, it's like, uh, I felt like the song was about how life is full of darkness and evil and like how those things can try and keep you down, but you got to shine through like a light. And uh, he makes references to how... Uh, like in life, everything can be gone in an instant. He talks about the Me Too line. And if you know about that recently, like how uh, a female can say Me Too. And uh, this is obviously from a male point of view, but a female can say Me Too and accuse you of something. And even if you didn't do it, it's going to be with you forever. Even if it gets proven untrue, it's going to be with you forever. It can ruin you. So like I said, it's coming from a male point of view. I feel like he was saying that. And then he was talking about just how the system is designed for one strike. And that's how it seems nowadays. Like, you do one thing, you fuck up, you say one thing wrong, you do one thing wrong, and the whole society want to cancel you. And this goes back to some shit that we was talking about on No Filter. Make sure you check that out. Episode 218 with me and Chris. And it was just, we was talking about how, like, society... Nowadays, it's just so quick to cancel you. And I felt like that's what he was talking about on this uh, song a little bit. And he was just, like I said, he was just talking about how life is full of just darkness and shit. You got to shine through. And then the last fucking track on this uh, album was called Combat. And I just felt like he was rapping about how like uh, selling dope and everything is like combat and warfare. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to watch it back. You never know when the enemy's gonna be coming for you if you selling, don't want you on their turf, don't like what you're doing, don't like the money you making, they jealous, whatever. And you just gotta watch it back. You never know if somebody's gonna try to rob you, whatever. And just like, you know, uh, combat warfare, when you're in war, you, they trying to make it better for the people back home or whatever, whatever. There's an ultimate goal in war that's supposed to be for the greater good. So it's like that, like you're selling dope, it's like combat, but you're actually doing it to survive. You're doing it because you need to doing it because you have to doing it for survival. So I just felt like that's what he was kind of like rapping about. I've Actually, I fucked with this song. I feel like it was a good track to uh, sum it all up. But like I said, that was the last track on there. And like I said, I didn't think this album had like too much of like a storytelling theme, but it just had a whole theme of just like randomness of just like different places, different stories, different situations that Danny was in, just where he's coming from. And I fucked with that. And I actually, uh, I would get his album, like we usually rate him eight to 10. And I would actually get his album, I get this album eight and a half out of 10 because I actually fucked with the production. It was executive, executively produced by uh, Q-Tip and I actually fucked with the production on this and I um, I just fucked with the whole vibe of it. Uh, it's a good album just, just like uh, playing the background and it's also a good album to actually if you just want to actually listen to some bars because he has some interesting bars, different uh, different places that he's come from. Like Danny Brown always has some weird flows and interesting shit that is different from the normal rap and shit. So it's good. It's refreshing to listen to it. But like I said, it's a good album. You can play in the background, but it's also a good album if you want to actually listen to some substance. So I actually fucked with this album. I gave it an eight and a half because like I said, I wish he would have had. It'd be interesting to see Danny with a fucking actual full theme behind him. So that's why I gave it a eight and a half. I feel like he could do more. I feel like he could do better. And it's just like I said, a lot of the songs are just randomness, which I would like to see him come out with a better theme 
for a whole album. But I actually, I like I said, I fucked with it. Eight and a half is not bad. Like I said, it wasn't the best, but it obviously wasn't the worst. I fucked with it. So I gave it eight and a half. And just make sure you, I would actually recommend this album. Check it out. Like I said, it's a good album. Playing the background. Uh, it's got some good beats on it. Got some good lyrics. This is a good, good album. So I recommend this album. Danny Brown. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you check me out on Twitter. Black on Black. Like I said, it's something new. We're doing album reviews. Me and Chris. This is my first one. Danny Browns. You know what I'm saying? Gave it an eight and a half out of ten. Make sure you check it out. Let me know what you would give it. If you agree, disagree, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Black on Black. This is the first album review of many to come. Yes, sir. (laughs) 